the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B. BET state restrictions apply. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb and after one full weekend of nothing but racing things to talk about, we are here. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Villagomez. 2023 Daytona weekend is in the books. And my, oh my, was there plenty of action to be had. I'm here to say, first and foremost, Cody, before we even begin this, I just want to say... I love all three races. I hated all three endings. That was about the most unspectacular three uh, uh, race endings in my recent history to all three races. Not a single one of them did I enjoy, Cody. (laughs) Yeah, well, we didn't get a single one of the three races that actually crossed the finish line to end the race, right? You had rain Friday in the trucks, and then two, you had to go to the video and, and... it was dependent on when somebody hit the button that would determine the winner. So, yes, anticlimactic endings, unfortunately. Um, but the racing was great. The truck series, we'll get into that. It, it sucked because it, it just the rain sucked. But that's always going to be the case when it rains. But the other two races were great races, outstanding. And, and towards the end, it was, it was good racing. You had no idea who was going to win. Uh, we hit some bets. <laughs> we missed some bets. Right, we were very close on some bets, which you know it's that's super speedway racing, and that's why we tell you it's it's fun to bet on because you're in it. Like, how many bets did you have at the end of the day, Daytona 500, that had a chance that were that close that almost hit, and even if you didn't hit them, you got the sweat. It was fun, but that's why we say super speedway racing. It's just it's the most unpredictable, and, and but it was still it was a fun time. We're close on some. Now we can get into the predictable stuff. So we had a record-smashing week for the NASCAR Gambling Podcast this week. So I want to say thank you. If you're a brand-new listener or if you're somebody that's been around since day one or whenever you've jumped on the journey, don't jump off now. Stick with us. I know our our Daytona 500 bets weren't necessarily great, but um, that's that's just super speedway racing. Uh, And going forward, going to be a lot of winners, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, So so thanks for 
for listening and being on this journey with us. Yeah, and kudos for you if you came back despite the Daytona picks having a not-so-stellar day because, you know, again, as we told you and like Cody said again, shout-out to all of you in the Discord as well who get it. Like, I, I want to say that that Discord crew absolutely understands and, and they are probably among the more loyal flock of listeners for us and we appreciate each and every one of you in there. And if you're not in there yet, what are you waiting for? Get in there. Uh, they're fiercely loyal and and uh, love the show and and understand the the ins and outs of all the betting aspects. So um, come in there and and be uh, constructive and have fun. Don't come in there and pop in once, ask for a lock in Daytona and then bounce like that's Bro, that guy. What <laughs> I, I love how everybody else just kind of roasted him. That was hilarious. Well, I just that... love that our group kind of kind of clung to their own, and that's fine. Like I, I want you guys to be that that loyal, so continue to do so. Well, yeah, and shout out to the Discord. Man, I was having a hard time keeping up with the chat as it was going. There's so many people in there talking and giving their opinion and feedback and stuff, and, and people tossing stuff out. So love to see it. Love to see that continue to grow. Obviously, SGPN Discord has just been growing rapidly, but specifically the NASCAR channel has blown up lately. Uh, so love to see it. If you're not there, get there. You're missing the party. You are indeed. So uh, speaking of, of Discord, I know we got some news and notes to get to, but we started the official fantasy league of the SGPN, and uh, it was pretty competitive despite the fact that the Daytona and 500 ended up in a in a crazy, crazy ending. But uh, we had a winner, and, and it wasn't one of us, unfortunately. <laughs> Not one of us, unfortunately. We had a, you had a better week than I did. Mine was kind of rough, but uh, no, yeah, it's still you can still join the league too if you want to. You're going to be a week behind, obviously. I haven't missed a week of picks, but it's still possible to win. So if you'd like to do that, details are over there at uh, sg.pn/discord. That's a quick way to get in there. Um, but yes, DKM Dilly Dilly wins week number one the Daytona 500. So shout out to you. Uh, he, he had a very good lineup in and solid pick. So you set a lineup, right? A couple of, I think it's five drivers. And then you pick a couple head to heads as like tie or as bonus points. Uh, so he did a good job there. He took the win. Um, second place, captain Insanio. I played in so many fantasy leagues with this guy. <laughs> we've been at football. We've been at baseball for sure. We've been at basketball. We've done it all. So shout out to him. And then, uh, better than Cody finished third, <laughs> finished and, better uh, than Cody. True to his name, he was better than Cody this week. Rod <laughs> came in ninth. I was 14th. So a little bit of a slow start for us, but uh, it was kind of kind of like our picks, right? We're just going to have to make it up later. <laughs> and we will. Believe me, there's plenty of racing left. We, we've talked about Super Speedway and the volatility of it all. We're going to talk about it in stages two and three. Uh, but before we do that, let's let's kind of go over some of the ins and outs of what happened. I know Cody's got some, uh, some of the more interesting stats that actually occurred over this weekend, because there was quite a few, and look, this is this this was the 65th running in the 75th season of the sport. Lots and lots of stuff going on, lots of of memorable moments, even before the race even started. But um, of course, once it kicked off, there was more to come. Yeah, exactly. And for today's history lesson, we don't have any more card numbers. Of course, we're done counting down to Daytona, thankfully. Um, but we had some history made this weekend, so we're just going to kind of go with that. 52 lead changes among 21 different drivers. Uh, that's the second most in Daytona 500 history. That was very impressive. Uh, and then as far as car winners, of course, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. captured the win in the number 47 uh, JTG 
Doherty car. Um, and that made Brad Doherty the first African-American car owner to win a Daytona 500. Um, of course, we've had like Michael Jordan just recently win some races last last couple of seasons. But to win a 500, uh, Brad Doherty. And then, um, uh, oh, man, I, I almost lost her name there. I think it's Judy Gusecki um, is the female co-owner of that car along with her husband, Tad. And um, Jody, I'm sorry, not Judy. It's Jody Geschechter, I think is how you say their last name. Um, and she is the second female car owner to win a race. Teresa Earnhardt was listed as a car owner for Jamie McMurray in 2010. Um, so second female car owner to win a Daytona 500. First African-American and Brad Doherty. Of course, former NBA star. Former NBA star, he beat Michael Jordan to, to the first Daytona 500. So at least he could say he beat MJ in something, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you take your wins where you can get them, right? That's right. Um, and then just a couple of other fun facts, too. So the last three Daytona 500 winners have five career total wins now. That goes to show you how we talked about it. Anybody can win this race, right? And the last two, it was both our first career wins. Michael McDowell two seasons ago in his 500 and some career starts. Uh, that was his first win. Austin Sendrick won in his fifth or sixth start, the first start of his rookie season, the full first full-time campaign. And then Ricky Stenhouse, this was his third career win. Uh, he won twice back in 2017 uh, and then wins here. So this that gives him five wins. Second win for JTG Doherty. They won one other time in the 47 car with AJ Allmendinger quite a few years back at Watkins Glen. Um, and then the third win overall for the number 47 car. Again, not a super popular number, but been used for a few years here, here lately. Um, and then another really interesting statistic that came across. So Ford won the day 2500 last year with Austin Sindrick. Um, and, and then in the six, yeah, it'd be six plate super speedway races we've had since have all been won by Chevy's. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting, I don't know that you can look too much into that because of course, Joey could have easily won that in the Ford and there was different, you know, different cars and different teams leading at different points, but, but kind of interesting that six super speedways in a row have been won by Chevrolet's. Uh, I mean, they have been the more dominant anyways, as far as like True. with the field, they've <laughs> got way more people. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw it, especially in the, in the race itself, but um, yeah, listen, we got, we're going to get into all of that stuff and, and that's, that's exactly on the docket for stages two and three, uh, because on Monday show, like again, if you're new to this, uh, this show and Daytona was your first time listening to the show and you're coming back for more <clears throat> Mondays are our days where we kind of talk through how we did on the bets and, uh, and what happened in the races and why we think that, uh, either they were bad bets or good bets. And then, of course, Tuesday, we were beginning the bets. I mean, that's kind of the way it is now. We don't even have to worry about it anymore. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are all bets. Friday's DFS. Apologies if you were expecting a DFS show on Friday. <laughs> Many of you know already, I am in the National Guard. And uh, unfortunately, on Friday, I was, I was called away. And uh, it's very difficult to do this show remote. I've got a pretty sweet setup here uh, at, at my home studio. And to take that away and and to move that elsewhere, it doesn't necessarily always work out. So uh, unfortunately, and I make it work. DFS at Daytona, like we said, dart throw anyways. 
Travis Pastrana was in the the millionaire lineup, <laughs> so it, it literally was just a dart throw. So, so whoever's daughter picked uh, picked what was it? What was his car number this uh, this time around? It was the yep sixty seven. Yeah, uh, she had him in some lineups. Yeah, my daughter. I, I said this on the show. I shared it in the Discord as well. She, I put all the numbers in a hat. Let her draw some lineups. Been profitable in the past and pay off so well this year, but that's uh, eh, okay. We'll we'll move on from from Daytona. Again, Super Speedway, everything is just a total shit show and, uh, you know, whatever can happen. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about that shit show when we come back from the break. <laughs> and when we do, we'll recap our bets as we always do on Mondays. But let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which is also known as the WinBet's build-your-own-bet. You want great promos, odds, payouts? It's all happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited, of course, to state availability. And if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Well, the weekend began with the truck race on Friday night. Again, it began with the duels, but we talked through the duels uh, as we talked through the bets as well. Um, but the official, the official racing began the first green flag dropped over the regular season of NASCAR with the new Craftsman Truck Series. Thank you very much. We did change our uh, our intro and our everything to to uh, update the new sponsor of the Truck Series. So yes, the Craftsman Truck Series started out with the Next Era Energy 250. Huh, this one, man, this one broke my heart because right off the bat, we got to deal with weather and that is really what hampered everything a couple of laps in automatically a caution cla- uh, caution flag flies and next thing you know we're you know running around the track under caution laps with rain so uh that happened and then we got back out on the track ran a stage ran a couple of things and then next thing you know more rain and then the race ends up getting called so um zane smith your winner of this race uh, under the under the weather caution. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I want to know what would have happened if this thing would have went all the way green, right? I know that we would have all loved to have seen this go all the way green. But, um, yeah, I mean, Zane Smith, good for him. Pretty much bad for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, Florida's going to Florida, unfortunately. Just, just kind of how it goes. You get rain. There was 38 green flag laps in this race, 41 caution flag laps. So, that right there just tells you, and, and they weren't, it was like you'd run a couple laps and then caution for sprinkles. You'd run a couple laps, caution for sprinkles. You'd run a couple laps. And so we just never really got into the groove. We didn't really get a chance to see some some true racing. I know we talked it up last week. The truck series is the best racing of the weekend usually, right? It, it didn't happen this time because of the weather. But, man, if it could have started raining about two laps earlier, Corey LaJoy would have won this race and catched that big bet for us. He led the most laps in this one, uh, but unfortunately, just the caution came out just a little too late, right after he got 
shuffled back very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was not good for him, and it really wasn't good for any of the Cup Series regulars that we were talking about as well. Um, as really, so uh, it's kind of a snapshot of this one. This lasted two hours, nine minutes, and 23 seconds. Average speed, 115.9. Uh, again, they only made it 79 out of the 100 scheduled laps. Uh, seven cautions, like Cody said, for 41 laps. 20 lead changes in this race. Uh, let's go over the bets real quick as we... Uh, before, before we jump into the bets, too, something I just want to say. If you are new to the show um, and you only had a chance to listen to the Cup Series bets last week, we've talked about this before, but the Xfinity and Truck Series... We have such a better edge on betting on, and we're still going to win plenty in the Cup Series. Trust me, we hit tons last year. And again, when you get away from the super speedways, easier to predict. But there's a, a, a huge advantage in the Xfinity and Truck Series where things are a lot more predictable, and it seems like it's easier to bet on. And going through these, you're going to see that because we hit some better ones here. And again, just dumb luck because, again, we didn't get a ton of racing. But we're going to cash tickets and take the bets anyways um but if you did only listen to the cup series bets come back this week and listen i don't I think it's just xfinity this week no trucks um at auto club but listen to the xfinity picks because we do have a better advantage in my opinion on being able to more more predict these a little more accurately there's less competition at the top i guess yeah i mean you'll you'll see that the bigger teams kind of rise to the to the cream of the crop in this and the the turnover is not necessarily as great so there are some easy picks and the books don't always play it the way they should and that's when we pounce on it so um all right as we said zane smith was the winner in this uh we actually had as one of our calls um the first call that we made on this uh, cody had chase elliott as a top three car Again, our truck rather, uh, Chase Elliott finishing in tenth position. Tough, tough for him. I mean, he didn't lead any laps in this either. So um, I don't know. It just didn't seem like he had it. Yeah, I mean, no time, right? If he if he had more time to to get things going, get to feel the truck, get up there. I, I think that you know, again, if he could avoid the trouble, he'd have been there at the end. But there really was no be there at the end because it just got called for rain early. So sucks to lose it but i i think that we would have seen something different had it had it gone green more yeah he started 14th finished in 10th um i had carson hosevar as a top 10 car carson hosevar was a 12th place uh truck as it were in that 90 or i'm sorry in that 42 truck uh once again it just didn't you know he didn't have the opportunity either i don't think and it wasn't as if he was running all that well uh overall uh, he didn't put himself really in, in good position, especially even in that first stage. Um, honestly, he was, what, uh, eighth or seventh in, in the first stage to finish the first stage and uh, was 10th in the second stage. So not really a front runner. Maybe he could have made a move late, but again, I, I don't. I think he wasn't as good as the other cars uh, or the other trucks, rather, the Majeskis, the Ekuses, the Grays, and the Smiths that were, that were running up front. Yeah, again, tough to tell without with having more caution laps than green flag laps. But, oh, well, here was the big one. Tanner Gray, top five at plus 400. Top Toyota, 10 to 1. Uh, again, it was a smaller, weaker field of Toyotas. That was kind of my big play there. He finishes second. That's obviously puts him in the top five. Also makes him the top Toyota with the Ford winning. Uh, and then Tyler Ankrum, Corey Heim were the next Toyotas 
back in seventh and eighth. So again, this could have been gone differently had we gone more green flag as well. So lucked into this one, I guess you could say, but we'll take it. Uh, that that pretty much should cover the day, hitting a plus four hundred and a in a plus a thousand. Um, plus, you know, we got a couple more coming up that we hit as well. Yeah, I mean, again, that's uh, that's why you start hitting these these uh, head to heads or these top fives or these top tens, especially in the truck series in this instance. And that was a that was a good call by you, Tanner Gray. Not on a lot of people's radar, but for sure, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be big on both these Gray brothers. When when Taylor not allowed to race in this race because he's not 18 yet, um, but he's gonna be running full time. I think after the first three races of the season, I'll be talking about both these guys a lot. I think they're both uber talented and on a pretty good team. They're gonna have solid trucks throughout the season. Uh, I agree, and again, that showing from him uh, on the track it looked really good. I mean, Tanner Gray was there when he needed to be, so uh, I'm I'm gonna back you on that one all the way i had time majeski as a top five truck <sighs> time majeski a top six truck as he finished in six one position out of where we needed him to be unfortunately um and look what sucks is that even in stage one he was the uh sixth car right and then in stage two he was the sixth car as well so uh the, the guy was there. It was a sixth-place day for Majeski. A sixth-place day for Majeski. He just needed one more to make us all a, a smart plus 100 win, uh, but unfortunately that did not happen. <sighs> sadly. Very sadly. But uh, what happened to Spencer Boyd, uh, Cody? You had him as, as the winner of Group D. What happened to him? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully this one just got voided for you. He did not make the race. Unfortunately, still, I don't, not a bad bet. I would place this again and we'll just cover it now. I had him to win at 125 to one. You can't take these guys just raw speed by the, by itself. It is raw speed. We knew he wasn't going to have that good of a truck. That's why his odds were so bad, but you put him in the draft. You give him a chance to be out there again, survive the chaos, be there at the end of a green flag race. And I think he had a chance to win his group and he had a chance to, um, to win the race, but of course didn't even make it because of, because of the just speed not being there uh, in the beginning. So, again, I, I would make this again, but hopefully um, the, the bet just got refunded to you, which I think most of the books do um, when they don't make the race based on just – it's like if a player doesn't play in a football game or basketball game, right? Just a, a DNP did not play or whatever. So, hopefully that got refunded. But uh, I would make this bet again. I think he's just an underrated guy on super speedways. If he gets into the race, <laughs> contact your local book, get contact your local book. Make sure you get your money yep. back. Uh, unfortunately, you won't be able to get your money back from this one. Um, I had Haley Deegan as the winner of group C doesn't even matter who was in group C because unfortunately she got caught up in a lap 30 wreck or a lap 28 wreck. Rather, she only ran 28 laps uh, that pretty much count, pretty much uh, ate up about 10 cars in that in that specific crash. She was one of them. Unfortunately, she ends up with a 35th place finish. But again, that is super speedway racing. Um, very difficult to to uh, eat that, especially because, you know, in that 13 truck, we were hoping for good things from her. She started 12th, which was a good sign. But unfortunately, like I said, just got caught up in it. Yep, and same thing for my next bet. Uh, Parker Kligerman caught up in the same same incident there. I had him as the Group A winner plus 550 and yeah he did not uh, did not meet the damage vehicle policy after getting caught up in that accident he finishes 30 seconds so same thing and, and again back to 
super speedway racing right you're just hoping that these guys survive the chaos these two unfortunately were the chaos early and uh that's that's how it's gonna go well one way we did hit the zane smith angle was i had zane smith as a top three truck at plus 200 he was a top three truck in fact he was the top truck of the night and I also hit him on the winning number over 19 and a half at plus 160 because Zane Smith drives that 38 truck. So uh, that was very lucky for us that he won and that we got to cash that bet and at least Zane Smith as a top three truck. Yep, and I hit it as well because I had the winning manufacturer at Ford plus 270. Again, if you recall, I actually changed this mid-show. I was going to go Toyota who ended up finishing second uh, just because the values seemed to be there. Chevy, I think, was like plus 120, maybe a lower price. Uh, and then you had Ford all the way down at 270, Toyota at plus 300. This is a good example of we're going to bring this up throughout the season. If we ever find a misprice on the manufacturer throughout the season, we're going to give it out even if we're not picking that manufacturer to win. It paid off for us multiple times last season because any manufacturer can win any week at any track. And if you're getting one just drastically mispriced from the others, or in this case, there was two of them that were much lower priced than they should have been. Uh, it seemed like a no-brainer. So a good example of why this works and how we're going to continue to use it throughout the season. I promise you'll hear this bet multiple times throughout the season if they continue to offer lopsided odds every once in a while like they do. Uh, so that was nice winning manufacturer for Ford at plus 270. It was indeed. So again, I mean, that's four. That's not bad. And those are all pretty decent hits, especially your top Toyota at 10 to 1. It's five if you count both the Tanner Grays. This is true. Oh, yeah, you're right. I know I, it's listed in the one column. You're right. You're right. That's how I see when I sneak in my extra bets. Sometimes they work. Or this is what you get. <laughs> uh, all right. And then to end it, I had Ben Rhodes uh, at plus 850 to win the race. Ben Rhodes finished 11th. Uh, I did have Grant Enfinger to win at 10 to 1. Grant Enfinger finished 5th. And then, of course, Haley Deegan. And then, of course, Haley Deegan crashed out. Um, yeah, we talked about LaJoy. We talked about Klingerman. We talked about Board for you. You had all three of those to win. Unfortunately, yeah. none of them hit. In the story of the weekend, so close with LaJoy, right? Two la Again, two laps away from hitting the Corey LaJoy bet. Uh, led the most laps, so... I felt really good about that at 14 to one. He looked good. He looked good on Sunday too. We'll get into that when we get to the cup series side of things, but uh, yep. Again, just not in the cards this time now. And listen, so we're going to be talking a lot about these guys to Zane Smith. We'll be talking a lot about Tanner gray, Eckes and finger Majeski. You're going to hear those names quite a bit. So um, get used to, if you're new to this show, hearing that quite a bit and hearing those names because they are going to continue to be, some of the top names in the truck series as we move forward. Obviously, Zane Smith, the reigning champion, starts off the season the best way a reigning champion can, locking himself pretty much into the playoffs right at the at the first race. So he can defend now once he's uh, – now he can kind There's of There's almost back. no chance that we're going to get 10 different winners in the – or 11. It would take 11 winners in the regular season. So, yeah, pretty much locked in. Um, and, and, yeah, again, not the case this time because the rain screwed it up, but – the truck series week in and week out when they're on the track, uh, they run a, a shorter schedule, of course, but is the best racing of the weekend a lot of the time. So if you haven't followed it, you should. Plus, that's, a lot of the drivers are going to come up from there. Uh, that's how they work into the Cup Series. We saw Zane Smith compete on Sunday in, this, in the Daytona 500, um, and plenty of the other guys up there have spent a lot of time in the truck series. Uh, so definitely a good one to follow. And... Again, it uh, you know that's that that was our best series on the weekend as far as hitting bets. Uh, 
I think there's going to be an advantage there all season long. I believe that is the case. Uh, all right, so we'll move over to the Saturday night race. It's the beef, period. It's what's for dinner, period. 300 Xfinity Series race. We talked with our boss earlier today about keywords <laughs> and because, uh, and, I mean, all, all you guys don't care about the behind the scenes stuff but when you're when you're doing websites you're trying to get people to click right you got to get the keywords down we we joked with them that you know we were going to do all these these uh, gigantic titles and he was like man some of these races names are really long aren't they we were like uh yeah well it was hilarious because he goes he goes wow that's a really long title and then he goes oh period that's the name of the race <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. It's no joke. There, uh, some of these, some of the, we've made fun of those throughout last season, but some of these races have a hell of long names. They really do. But today was one of them as well. Beef period. It's what's for dinner period. Three hundred uh, from Daytona International Speedway. The Xfinity cars took to it. Uh, unfortunately, this was another one that was decided in a way that uh, I feel like I want to throw. I, I need to buy myself one of those foam bricks so I can throw at the TV because this was the, the ending to this race. Made me want to do it. Um, two hours and 21 minutes, 30 seconds time of this race. Average speed, 132 miles an hour. Eight cautions for 32 laps. 25 lead changes. Of course, there was 5,000 green flag passes in this race. They raced 125 laps of 120 scheduled and finished under caution. Austin Hill, your repeat winner, from the Daytona 500, la or the, I'm sorry, the Xfinity race last, I don't want misinformation getting out there, uh, last season's Xfinity race uh, at Daytona. He led 39 laps. John Hunter Nemechek in second, Al Geyer in third. Parker Retzlaff in fourth, Matt Snyder. Riding out your top five. So, um, look, I, I just want to go on record as saying that caution should have come out as soon as that one car like left I the said, ground. story of the weekend, right? All, all three races, we had guys that should have won or could have won. Again, two laps away from Corey LaJoy. We're about to talk about Allgaier and Joey and the Cup Series. Like, it seems like they've got to find a better way to to end these. I I hate the I hate the way that they decide it right now with. And I don't know what the the proper way to change it is. I, I don't know, but they got to do something different because at this point you you have a wreck beginning, and that's you know that's the argument. Well, when does the wreck actually start? When do you determine? You know, it's and right now it's up to the race director determines when it's okay. It's time for a caution now. And if they're wrecking on the back stretch in the last lap, should you let them race to the finish? But you can't do that because we got to get the safety cars out there. We got to check on these guys. Should we make them race to the checkered flag? So if they don't get back to the checkered in overtime, you do another overtime. But then do you end up 13 overtimes deep because you can't get back to the checkered flag? Oh, it's such a such a line to walk, Rod. So I watched the XFL this weekend, and they kick it to <laughs> Dean Blandino, who like seriously goes frame by frame, and he's like, all right, they got it here. Show me this camera. Show me. Why can't NASCAR race control go and overturn a, a button? Right, I mean, this is we're 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 going by the button as gospel. But that's, again, that's the where does the where does the wreck actually start? Is it when the car behind him contacts him? Is it when he starts to get sideways? Is it when he's completely sideways? Okay, listen, listen. Is it when he's upside down? <laughs> In this instance, the wreck started for me 
the second that I knew Justin Allgaier's nose was in front of that 21. I don't care what happens after that. I don't care if hell freezes over behind him. That seven car's nose was a quarter of an inch in front of the 21 and the 20, and that should have ended it right there. I'm just saying. Like, if I were I me, think, I'd be though, like that. That the two the two bigger races on the weekend both decided the same way. Yeah. Maybe this will make them look at it because it it seems like we've got to find a better way. And I don't know that there's a perfect way to do it. Again, there seems to be downsides to doing it any other way, but they've got to find something different or find some type of compromise or or what determines when an accident begins and freeze it at that point. I don't know. It's 2023. Chinese spy balloons can tell you exactly what you're reading on your phone from whatever altitude they're at we can't tell when a caution starts whatever i don't care all right uh we're not we're not here to philosophize over that we're here to go over the bets uh again uh, we started off uh you started off with ryan sieg as a top ford at plus 75 this was looking good because he was the top ford for a long time yeah so i I gave out both ryan and kyle ryan was plus 475 kyle was plus 1500 Uh, again a smaller group of fords in this one those guys are very good at super speedways. And that showed. Sieg, Ryan specifically, was up there. He was in the mix, um, and it just it didn't quite work out. Riley Herbst ends up top Ford in sixth. Joe Graff in seventh. Ryan Sieg in eighth, right there with the other Ford. So close. Almost cashed this one. Uh, Kyle ended up back in 21st. I want to say he was involved in an incident earlier in the race. I don't have that right in front of me, but... I feel like there was something that maybe had put him a ways behind. But uh, again, he was the longer shot of the two. Ryan, though, again, even an eighth place finish proving why I took this bet because he's very, very good at super speedways, always puts himself in position, and again, put himself in position here. It just didn't quite work out for either of these guys. Yeah, Seek wasn't really involved in anything. It just he didn't really have the speed that his brother had. And you're right. I mean, Ryan was, was up there with, like, Less than 10 laps to go, and if it weren't for all of those restarts, I well, think he would have done it. There was even a point where I thought maybe he could win, and, <clears> and of course, like, he's the one I gave out at 50-1. to 1. I was really pulling for that. Uh, didn't didn't quite work out. There was a time, though, where he was leading one of those lines, and it was like, oof, get a run here, and, it, and again, it, things shuffled up, and he didn't, but uh, man. Yeah. I mean, look, I was pulling for you too, because obviously those are the bets you want to hit, especially we talked about it. You don't always hit the winner, but when you can get these top five, top 10 hits, it makes for a very profitable day. Oh, that's, that's again, how we made big in the truck series, right? It was hitting the top Toyota, hitting the top five when we didn't even get the winner. Yep, and that's exactly what we did where uh, Zane Smith, or I'm sorry, Zane Smith, Justin Allgaier, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure, I'm, I'm over here clicking tabs all over the place. Misinformation, Rod, misinformation. Uh, I had Justin Allgaier as a top three car. You want to talk about heartbreak, though. He, it was at plus 270 to be a top three. That's fine. That's great. We'll take that. We'll take the cash. But, man, let me tell you, when he was running in front the whole time, I thought how wonderful this bet was. I thought how great this was, right? He came from the back to the front. He got spun out, had like Bondo on the back of his, uh, it's Bondo, it's the tape on the back of his car. Like they were literally patched up. They patched up his boo-boo. They got him back out there and uh, and gave him a kiss and he was running up front, right? I mean, I thought, man, this is a fast, fast car. Those KBM, or those KBMs, those uh, junior motorsports cars, cars were all together. And then of course, one runs out of gas. <laughs> and the Man, other one they, starts to caution. They had such a chance. They were second through fifth, I think, all four in a row lined up and then wrecked each other, then they ran out of gas, and it just, oof, 
Allgaier, the only one who made it out alive. So, uh, to me, when I watch this whole thing, like, it, it's the same thing with KBM and their trucks, right? I mean, any of their, their cars. They give them pretty much carte blanche to just race each other. Like, they're, they're like, teammates, cool, but when it comes down to it, it's every man for himself. Like, it's 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 a weird dichotomy that they've got going on where it's like, yeah, we're your friend. It's like a Joey Logano. Yeah, you we're your friends, but, you know, once it gets down to, to the business, I hate you, and I'm going to wreck you. Like, it's so ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm guessing that Dale Jr. probably has some words for those drivers this week and maybe uh, maybe says, let's not do that next time and let's try and get one of our cars to win this. But, uh, hey, I mean, at the end, they're all competitors. They all want to win. You do what you got to do, I guess. Indeed. Um, all right, well, I also had Timmy Hill as a top five uh, car. That did not happen uh, as Timmy Hill was not even in the race this weekend. Yep, same thing as the Spencer Boyd thing. It, if he would have made it, he would have been able to stick in the draft and, and you just hope for carnage at that point. He could have put himself in position. So that's the, don't look at these and be like, wow, these guys picked guys that didn't even make the race, making the race and then being in the race are two completely different things. Uh, and that's why we see these long shot winners on these tracks, because once you're in the race, if you can hold the draft, which these guys could have, then you can do anything anybody else can do. That's why we've seen, I mean, the last three seasons now at the Daytona 500, Ricky was like 40 to one. I think this week you had Austin Cindric last year, 70 to one and McDowell was hundred to one the, the year before. So it, once you get in, you can do, we had Jeremy Clements win this, the Xfinity race at Daytona in the fall. Again, it's just, you get there and you can do it, but you got to get there first. Oh, but I misspelled, I misspelled Austin. I'm, that's what I, I misspelled Austin. Austin. Yeah, Austin. Boy, Austin Hill in the top five at 30 to one. That'd be a hell of a deal That'd there. Be a great deal. But uh, yeah, that didn't work for me. All right, what was your next one? Yeah, next up for me, I had Parker Kligerman again in this series as well. Top five plus 200. Man, Parker Kligerman was the hardest. He gets an A plus for effort. He was trying and trying and trying to form other lines and nobody would ever go with him. He was running up there pretty pretty well throughout the race, and and then you'd see a car drop down and pull out. There goes there goes Parker Kligerman. Uh, he did end up eighth in stage one, not in the top ten in stage two. But uh, for the race, he ended up falling back towards the end. I think he yeah he ends up twenty third. I think he got caught up in that last wreck there as well. But it, he was trying. He was trying to pull out, and it just Xfinity race was weird because. The last, you get down to like the last 13 laps even, and, and it was just single file until like two to go. And like nobody wanted to make a move other than Parker. And every time he did it, then he just got sucked backwards because nobody went with him. And I was like, man, he's trying to get, get a train and push this guy to the front. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, uh, but live to see another day. Yeah, I, and again, I, it was it, you're right too because he was he was charging up a little bit too. He, he got somebody out there behind. I think it was Riley Herbst that was with him for a, a hot minute, and he got around a couple of cars, and then just you know they got formed back up at the top, and it sucked him back a few. So, and that was in the instance where Riley Herbst and him were making a charge at uh, at Ryan Sieg as well, and and that was kind of a uh, uh, where that happened, and then of course Klingerman got kind of uh, messed up in in his instance, so. Yeah, unfortunately, that didn't work, uh, but he did try. Sure as hell tried. Uh, all right, my next one, I had Sheldon Creed over Sam Mayer. This one looked good for the first stage and the beginning of part of that first stage, but unfortunately, Sheldon Creed just kind of got caught up in a bad one after 41 laps, um, and that one took out – that was the biggest one 
of the day, honestly. Uh, was, was this, Creed leading at that point? Uh, he, he he wasn't necessarily leading, but he was uh, right there in front. He did lead five laps in this whole thing. Um, but at the at the point where he got wrecked, he was actually like in third place. And basically, what, yeah, I knew he was up towards the front when he got, and he I think he just got turned and and. Yeah, 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 and that's basically it. He just pretty much got turned. The the seven, the forty five. That was the same one where Allgaier got cut up. It was the seven, the forty five, the forty eight, the two, the twenty one, and the ten. All got messed up because they were all sort of in front. Um, and Allgaier got caught up in it, and and he was like fifth or sixth at that point as well. So, um, and then Creed just couldn't come back. I mean, you know, Allgaier he he got spun, but he didn't get hurt. Uh, whereas Creed pretty much got collected and uh, and didn't get to make it, unfortunately. So Sam Mayer. Despite his late wreck, still logged more laps. Yeah, he ended up upside down there at the end. That was crazy. Uh, yeah, like the second year in a row we've seen. This one wasn't as bad as as Myatt Snyder last season, but uh, yeah, second year in a row, last lap on the back stretch, and and somebody ends up upside down. Indeed. All right, what was your next one? Uh, next up for me, oh, pure heartbreak. Jeffrey Earnhardt, a top five at twelve to one. He was up there at the end of this race looking good. I can't remember who it was, but I was very upset with them. Somebody just dumped him and he, he spun out. Uh, but man, Jeffrey Earnhardt 12 to one for a top five was looking really, really good for a long time. Looked like maybe even had a chance to win the race. Uh, he was up in the mix again, proving why this was a good bet because he's a guy that can put himself in position. Again, the, there's that luck side. They talked about that all week, all, all Sunday leading up during the pre-race show, right? Denny Hamlin was talking about that. You got to be good to be up there. You got to make the right moves, but there's that element of luck. And if you don't have that luck, you're not going to win. Uh, you're not going to get the top five in, in Earnhardt's case. Um, but next time we get to a super speedway, I'm probably going to take a similar bet because Jeffrey Earnhardt has proven he's very good at these super speedways. Uh, had that second place finish at Talladega last year. We know we can get it done. Uh, and he was right there again, just uh, just didn't quite pan out this time. Uh, yeah, that was definitely heartbreak because I was cheering for him too. I mean, obviously, I want your bets to hit, and uh, and I was very disappointed that uh, he did not make this as well. Uh, all right, my next bet was Chandler Smith over John Hunter Nemechek. I may, I may have to change my tune about John Hunter Nemechek if I see something good out of him in California. Unfortunately for us, he finished second in this race, and he looked strong in doing so. He did lead eight laps, but he was pretty much in the front pack almost the entire race. He was always sort of right there in that uh, in that mix where it was either he was in front uh, in, in like the first three cars, or you know basically in that line that was about to charge up. Um, he had the momentum basically in 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 most of the lines that he was in. A lot of people were watching what he was doing and and the moves he was making and and basing the rest of their strategy off of that. So, <clears throat> Joe, man, sorry. <laughs> I usually mute when that happens, but I didn't get to the mute button fast enough. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek, yeah, uh, unfortunately he was really good. But at, at some points, Chandler Smith was there. He did finish 12th to Chandler Smith, um, and he was kind of trying to make a move there at the end, uh, but he couldn't get anybody to go with him, a lot like Parker Kligerman, where the 16 car was sort of looking around for a dance partner in the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 laps and just couldn't really find one. Um, but Chandler Smith did look good. He was in the top five several times, uh, even in the top three several times in this race, but just couldn't finish it off. John Hunter, strong run, started seventh, finished second, 
um, which I don't think he should have because he was under the yellow line, but who cares? Yeah, that's uh, that's an argument for another day. But, yeah, Toyotas didn't have much help. There was only five Toyotas in this race. Um, and so surprising for John Hunter to even get up there without much manufacturer help. Of course, we saw, especially Sunday, Fords didn't necessarily stick together there at the end. Um, you got to you got to go with with who's going to get you there and, and put you in position. But uh, but Chandler Smith was impressive. Second place in the in the first stage. Uh, and he hung around all day. Again, these college cars are just so good there. Uh, next up for me, I had Brandon Jones, a top three at plus 250. Another one looking good, right? We talked about JRM was second, third, fourth and fifth. Brandon Jones, a JRM driver was one of those guys. Uh, and it just did not go well for him in that chaos. Uh, ends up finishing back in 14th, but we know he was in the top five there, which just you know, coming to the end. Uh, unfortunately, it, the way it unfolded with his teammates didn't, didn't end up finishing in the top three, but Jones, again, a guy that's just really good at this type of track. Um, and I think we're going to be talking about him a lot this season. You know, that single file thing was just so, I mean, you know what they're doing. Like you understand why they're doing it, right? I mean, this is, no one really wants to be the Parker Kligerman of the, of the world and jump out and, and get your, your nuts chopped off. So you're just trying to, to run around until somebody decides they want to make that move. Obviously, Allgaier was the one to end up eventually making that move, but it was just, you know, and then Brandon Jones, I don't, I don't know. Like Sam Mayer, Brad Jones, or Brandon Jones, it just, it felt like they could have gone with Algar and Brandon Jones stepped out to the high side and, and really just, that was his downfall right there. He basically could have um, been a top three car if he would have just stayed in line. I don't even want to say a half a lap more. I mean like a half a straightaway more, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Exactly. So it's uh, so close. It was. Uh, all right. So we had the winning car over 13 and a half at minus 110. That obviously hit as the 21 car was the one that ultimately won. Uh, and, and and if anybody, Justin Allgaier would have won, we would have had that. <laughs> Austin Hill, 21. Nemechek, uh, 20. Uh, the third place or fourth place car, whether it was Parker, Ratliff, or Retzlaff at 31st. Matt Snyder was at 19th. Riley Herbst at 98. We had a long way to go before Cole Custer in ninth place. And if any one of those cars would have gotten it, we still would have won that. But um, I still would have wished for the seven car to have won. Yeah, it would have paid a little better, but that's okay. If, if you uh, if you want to just you know find Rod's specialty, it is these car number bets. You are so good at these, and I don't. I've tried them before, and it seems like every time I get it wrong, and I just totally pass on them anymore. But uh, Whatever Rod gets, just go with it because he's right more than he's wrong on on these winning car number ones. You're you got a knack for that one, Rod. I may have to like get a actual how many I've done over the last few few uh, <laughs> yeah episodes. Yeah, we're gonna need Rod's uh, winning car number bet of the week or something. Get its own segment on the show. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. But to to list off my winners quick, I had Justin Haley. Very disappointed with him in the weekend overall. Just, I really expected more from him. Was didn't wasn't very impressive. Brandon Jones already talked about it. Fourteen to one, he was right there in the mix at the end. Again, that's all you're asking for. Parker Kligerman, twenty-five to one, tried. Nobody wanted to help him. And Sieg at fifty to one, finished eighth. Uh, I feel like these, the Justin Haley one. I man, looking back, it's like gosh, I, he just he did not impress me either day. And I I took him in both races. I had high expectations, just did not get it from him, unfortunately. Uh, but these other three, I feel like were all pretty good bets, and they all had a chance there. Even close to the end, just didn't quite hit, unfortunately. 
Well, I had Timmy Hill. Of course, we talked about him at 151. Didn't even make the race. And I was a drunk person's thumb press away from Justin Allgaier at plus 1,200 to win the race. All three series, Rod. Just that, mm, that close to hitting a big winner. All I wanted, all I want to know, I want a camera on whoever was responsible for pushing the caution light. I want a camera to see what on God's green earth that dude was watching and, and what and you, part you of the cheeseburger, hold on, what part of the cheeseburger he had in his mouth before <laughs> he could press that button because that was way too late. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You specifically got screwed both times because Justin Algar was leading when the wreck happened. And Sunday, Joey Logano was leading when the wreck happened, and then you lost both of them. So we could have, man, if the button guy was a little quicker, Rod would have been hitting big this weekend. Stupid button guys. <laughs> I want to be the button guy. Uh, all right, speaking of button guys, I'm going to push a button. We're going to go for a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Daytona 500. I'm going to drink my cares away, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues... And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold the daytona 500 kicked off the nascar season well the cup series season anyways on sunday beautiful day thankfully no rain whatsoever no weather whatsoever there were some dark clouds i mean they were off in the distance but thankfully the vortex uh, kept them away, and we were able to get a full race in. <sighs> Sadly, we were able to get more than a full race in in this instance, and uh, we basically ended on probably the most disappointing note I've ended on in a very long time <laughs> in a Daytona <laughs> All 500. Right, here's a recap for you. Joey Logano over Kyle Larson, and have a good night. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That Basically, you guys can all Whoa. just uh, rest yeah. your laurels on that. Okay, but here's the thing, Cody, and and we, again, like I said, the, um, the the folks in the Discourse channel and, and those of you who have been listening for a very long time, you, you understand. You understand the nature of it all. You know exactly what, uh, what to expect when we come to these things. So you weren't surprised. And thankfully, you know, we, we were able to explain to you why we picked what we picked. And on the Discord, or in the Discord, we were able to kind of mope with you guys as we watched all of these picks go into flames. Um, yep. But again, Man, but the thing is, too, as we cover these, we can talk about how close they were. But we were like just like very small scenarios away from hitting multiple of these. Uh, again, Kyle Bush at 17 to one to win this race, like should have won it. If fucking Daniel Suarez, what are you doing, bro? When you spin, then just get off the fucking track. Like Daniel Suarez fucked Kyle Bush twice this weekend. Like, what are you doing, man? Come on. Oh, we knew that Kyle was still going to have a great car. After he switched to the backup, the odds dropped to 17 to 1. It was perfect. It all lined up great. And I had Austin Dillon at 28 to 1. On top of it, he's pushing him. One of those guys is going to get there. Oh, and then the fucking caution flagged. Oh, oh, hey, did did Daniel Suarez not get the memo that Kyle Bush is not 
Gibbs anymore. Like Trackhouse Gibbs, it's it's done. Like that that uh, that whole rivalry is done. Teammates too over at Gibbs. Yeah, yeah. they did too. Um, but again, it, it was just a very disappointing day overall as far as betting is concerned. The race itself had a lot of great moments. I mean, there was a lot of, of things to watch. The time of the race, 3 hours, 38 minutes, 53 seconds. Average speed, 145 miles an hour. Eight caution laps for th- or eight cautions for 38 laps. Not too many, actually. Um, no, it was very light on the cautions. It was. 52 lead changes, as Cody alluded to earlier, which was the most ever. 11,000. 538 green flag passes. That is an average, Cody, of 66.3 green flag passes per lap. Unbelievable. The leading, the lap leader of this race uh, was Brad Keselowski, who led 42. Two years in a row. Right? And then uh, Chris Buescher, his teammate, led 32 of those. Christopher Bell with 20. Eric Almarola with 16. Uh, Martin Truex with 13. Joey Logano with 12. Oh, so many. I'm not even going to go down the list, but those are pretty much your top leaders. And then, of course, some guy named Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won or uh, led 10 laps and, and ended up winning the race. But bleh, I'm just not happy with that. Start <laughs> off your bets. I'm glad to see it. I, li- <laughs> I like it when the the smaller teams, the more blue-collar guys, right? He, he's just a guy that's never been he's never been great in NASCAR, but he's, he's fought. This is his 10th day total 500. He's hung around. There's been points where it looked like maybe he wasn't going to have a ride anymore, but he's, he's took the Harley. Uh, what is it? Misinformation. I'm going to get a button. I'm going to get a button. Harley J Earl trophy. That's what I was trying to say. I know you took it to waffle house last night to celebrate the win. Oh my God. Doesn't, doesn't get any more regular guy than that. Rod. That is true. That is true. That reminds me of tin cup when they go, what what do we, we just won the U S open. What are you going to do? Or no, we just brought like had the best U S open hole in the world. What are you going to do? We're going to waffle house. (laughs) Waffle House. That's the way to celebrate. Noah Gregson did it last year. Trevor Lawrence did it after the, was that after they won their playoff game or something? So, well, as a NASCAR fan, yes, I am. I am not mad at Ricky Stanos. And contrary to popular belief, Discord, I'm not quitting. (laughs) I said, I said that if Ricky Stanos, that was funny. Yeah, if Ricky Stanhouse won, I was going to quit. And Gindy was like, "All right, fine, I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) I'll be the host." So, uh, sorry, Gindy, I'm going to keep the seat warm here for a while. But uh, I am. Highly disappointed as a better that Ricky Stenhouse won. Um, look, we're just going to go out on a limb. None of our, only one of our bets hit this week. Uh, and then that was exactly what Cody said. Uh, Joey Logano over Kyle Larson. But um, we did play some bets, obviously. So why don't we go ahead and, and talk through them? Yeah, I had Eric Jones, the top five, a plus 525, top Chevy at 14 to one. He got caught up in that first wreck. It's just, it's gone like that. And, and that's, we didn't really get a chance to see, right? What what could he have done? What what maybe he would have done? You just you don't get to see it when they get caught up early. And he was in that first wreck, ends up finishing in thirty seventh. Um, and that's just again super speedway racing. Not much you can do about that. Yeah, and it wasn't even his fault. He honestly had zero chance to miss that wreck, and it was just it was terrible to see. Um, and that was the first big one. That one caught up. The 45, the 19, the 12, the 9, the 43, the 8, the 5, the 99, and the 4. Um, that was the first big one, of course. Speaking was, of the 12 being caught up in that, ugh. I don't know if you saw the, t- the picture I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted it from the, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast account, so, Rod, you should be following that. Yes, uh, I am. I got you. <laughs> Go look at it. That car, Ryan Blaney finished 8th place. 
I don't know how that car was even running at the end of the race. Like, that's how I felt after betting this weekend. I felt like <laughs> the way that car looks. If you yeah, if you want an accurate representation of how we feel uh, after this weekend, check that out. That is definitely uh, a very highly accurate description of, of what this weekend did to us. But that's okay because we've got another car. We'll move it into California and we'll be fine. Um, all right. I had Denny Hamlin over Ryan Blaney. And despite Blaney having that much of a ridiculously wrecked car. He still came in 8th place. Denny Hamlin came in in 17th place. One of the last basically running cars of the entire race uh, that was on uh, almost the lead lap. And, and yeah, he was the last, just because he got caught up in that wreck mm -hmm. at the end there that, that ended it. Yep, he got caught up in that last, what, 212 uh wreck that caught the 12 the 10 the 2 the 23 the 6 the 5 the 8 the 11 and the 16 basically ending the race uh under caution and uh, and and pretty much cementing our day but denny hamlin was up there as well i mean denny hamlin was one of those cars that looked like he had an opportunity to do really well on the day and you know we were excited about him he led six laps in this whole thing which again is not the most but you know in spurts he actually looked like he was going to get things done didn't finish well on the stages, but again, that's pit strategy. That's that's everything going on. Those Toyotas for a long time were the the cars that looked like they were actually going to do something, and then their pit strategy sort of took them out of the out of the running. So it was a, a just a weird race all around because these these manufacturers just kind of did some crazy things, and it it just I don't know. It was this was a weird race altogether. Yeah, it's a, it was it was a Daytona race. That's uh, all. <laughs> the, yeah, and uh, something I forgot to mention earlier in the the history part of things. This was the longest Daytona 500 ever. It was the Daytona 530, actually, to be accurate. 212 laps. Obviously, the double overtime is is what got us to that point. Um, but next up for me, I had the the fade Kyle Larson train uh, on Super Speedway. Something I that I've lived and, and died by. I had Chase Elliott over Larson. That ended up being a plus money. At plus 100, again, Elliott caught up in that first wreck. He was just kind of hanging around. I think he was trying to hold back and stay out of trouble, and trouble still found him, unfortunately. Uh, Kyle Larson, to his credit, looked good for a long time. He was hanging in there, but, like always, got caught up in the wrecks, and that's what I was really discounting on. It, we saw it last year where he was one of the leaders at the last two, three laps and still got wrecked and didn't finish well, like, it just, he can never seem to get through it, despite as good as he looked all weekend, really. I mean, he ran well in the, he qualified fast, like he always does at Daytona, 500 at least. He ran well in the duel, was running good throughout the race, but still ends up 18th in an accident. That's what I was figured was going to happen, so I was hoping Elliott made it through all that, but of course he wrecked early. And then I gave out Joey Logano as well, over Kyle Larson at minus 108. That is the one bet on the day that cashed. Uh, Joey obviously finished second place. Should have won and got Rod in there, but uh, but he did finish over Kyle Larson, so we'll take we'll take that that small victory. Yeah, and Larson got caught up in two wrecks. He got caught up in the one nineteen wreck and then the one in uh, two. Uh, sorry, two hundred four. So yeah, Larson unfortunately played bumper cars uh, a couple of times in that for uh, well, and not unfortunately, but that's for him unfortunately. So right. yeah. Um, all right, I had Chase Briscoe over Martin Truex, which would have been fine if Briscoe would have been able to do good things. But unfortunately, Briscoe, he was leading, or not leading, well, yeah, he led four or five laps in this race. Um, 
and it was part of that Ford train that looked really good, like really good for a stretch of that race. Um, and unfortunately, he got caught up in a wreck as well. Um, in fact, he got caught up in the 183 uh, uh, wreck, and that was basically the one that kind of took him out of the running for all of it. And well, and that was yeah, that was been the one right towards the end of uh, end end of the or whatever regular part of the race <laughs> well yeah i mean again this was this was him getting caught up in that and just sort of not being able to recover uh after that so but martin truex jr to his credit looked pretty good he finished 15th he led 13 laps in this um again like i said those toyotas were looking pretty strong there for a, a good stretch of this race and he was part of that i mean i'm not ever going to stop you know downplaying him but maybe i i need to rethink my strategy on martin truex jr yeah I, at super speedways though, again, it's like the Larson thing. Like he can run good throughout the race. He's won multiple stages before all that stuff. It just, the finishes are never there. That kind of stayed true. So I, I don't think this was bad. We saw Briscoe have a good car again, just got caught up in it. This one, oh, heartbreakingly close rod. AJ Allmendinger, a top three at 14 to one top Chevy at 22 to one ends up finishing sixth. He was in the mix all day long. Uh, he finished sixth in state or eighth rather in stage two. And then he was up there. He was leading at one point after one of those caution flag breaks. Um, my neighbor, Ian, shout out to him. He was, he was in a pool, uh, for the 500 and, and he got AJ Allmendinger and he texted me, he was all dejected. And I gave him some of the stats I gave out on the podcast. I'm like, look, man, he's been good. Top two top three finishes in his last two Daytona 500s. Granted, they were a few years ago, but, and then late in the race, he's like, man, he has a chance. Didn't, didn't quite pan out, of course, but uh, Buddy was there at 14-1 to finish sixth for a top three. That's pretty close on the odds you were getting. And to be top Chevy at 22-1 to one and end up being the third Chevy in the in the race, that's, again, not bad. Stenhouse, of course, wins in a Chevy. And then Bowman finished fifth very quietly. <laughs> One of those guys that just kind of was there and, and finished, uh, despite not really hearing his name throughout the day much. But AJ runs in sixth. So again, one that that was so close to getting there just didn't quite pan out. Yep. I, and again, you don't have to sell me on a, on a AJ Allmendinger. You know, I love him from the Xfinity series. So, um, of course, my favorite driver was in this race. Some guy. I'm not gonna. I don't. I, I don't even like the guy. What are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, he was in this race, and so I, I was kind of cheering for AJ as well. Uh, yeah, I, he was. Man, he was so good. I was so expecting AJ to do better. Uh, but a sixth place finish, not bad. Even still, just didn't cash our bet. So as a fan, I'm happy. As a better, uh, and especially for a better in this one, I had Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick top five finishers. <sighs> Tyler Reddick, we didn't even know what he could do. He finished. Uh, in fact, I don't know. He didn't even look all that good. He finished 39th. He got caught up in a wreck uh, after 117 laps. He got caught up in the the wreck that took out pretty much uh, that first one over there on turn four. Uh, where Bubba Wallace actually got the free pass on that one after going a lap down early uh, after having to pit. But Bubba Wallace finishes in 20th. Uh, he actually had gotten caught up in a crash as well uh, in that last crash, actually. Um, so we couldn't even see him finish anywhere near it. So neither one of these guys top five finishes, but I still feel like Bubba had a top five car. I just don't think he had a, a good run uh, on Sunday. Yeah, well, Bubba got bumped into the wall while he was leading. I can't remember who hit him, but somebody bumped into him, hit the wall, and then he was kind of – they were afraid the toe link was bent. 
didn't really have a chance after that. He, he ended up getting a 20th finish, which wasn't bad, but he ended up getting caught up in that last wreck too, I think. Yeah. Um, but but it, that was all right for him. I, I had a similar one with Blaney as a top Ford, Bubba as a top Toyota. Blaney again recovered. He almost got there right, ended up being the third Ford on the day. Uh, and then we just talked about Bubba. That was 20 to 1. Uh, again, two great super speedway racers. You give them to me there at the end with a chance. I would have taken that. Uh, they just they both got caught up in the crap. Yep, and that's really the theme of the weekend, as we've talked about over and over again, uh, which is exactly what my next bet pretty much was, and I had Eric Almarola as the winner of Group D, and that did not happen. Eric Almarola actually, man, he led 16 laps in this, and for whatever reason, it just looked like Eric Almarola had what it was going to take to be uh, a good enough car to to get up there and and continue to stay in the front pack. He started in fourth, obviously after his his dual win, led 16 laps in this race, and it was like, wow, Eric Almarola is actually not a bad car today. We may actually see him finish somewhere in the top five, and he led not just not just a 10 lap stra- uh, stretch here. Um, he actually led in two different stages where he led. From lap 35, he led that one lap in 35, but he came back around to lead lap 77 to 79. Then he came back around again uh, to lead in lap 138 to 142, and then 147, 148. So, like, he was there. I mean, Eric Almarola was there all race long to be able to finish a really good finish on the day. But unfortunately, as things tend to happen, he got caught up in that very last wreck that took out all of those cars, the 12, the 10, the 2, the 23, the 6, the 5, um, and and failed to to get a good finish for us uh, to finish inside the, the top of that group. Yeah, I think he kind of caused that last wreck, in my opinion, honestly, getting into, into Pastrana in the corner there. I'm not sure what he was thinking. But, yeah, I mean, this looked really good after he goes out, wins the dual race, right, and, and is having a great weekend, running well, like you said. Just didn't quite pan out, but at plus 375, almost 4-1 to odds, it it was good. Next up, Corey LaJoy's corner. I gave out everything I could find on Corey LaJoy. Top 3, top 5, top 10, top Chevy, in to win at their their given odds. He had a solid day. He was up there the whole damn race. Like He was in the top 10 almost the entire day, and he just got shuffled out there towards the end. Then he got caught up and spun out in one of those last ones. Finishes 16th, so he wasn't that far off. Again, he was in that pack at the end. Things could have gone slightly different, and we could have cashed some of these, even if he had gotten a few better positions, got up into a top 10, um, but didn't pan out this time. The only good news about that is we're going to get great odds for him in Atlanta in a couple weeks, Rod, and you can go ahead and place those bets right now because I will be on Corey LaJoy in Atlanta again. Probably going to be a similar format where we just throw everything out there. And even if you end up with two or three of these super speedways where they don't cash, when it does cash, it's going to be a hell of a payday, Rod. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. If nothing else, you have created an entirely new flock of Corey LaJoy fans. So many people, Cody, were tailing you on these Corey LaJoy picks. (laughs) The amount of people that were on Corey LaJoy this weekend, I'm sorry that it didn't hit, but it was enjoyable. And just keep it up. Stick with it on the super speedways because when he wins one at 100 to 1, that's going to pay for all the times you bet on him. It's crazy. I, I know. I'm, I'm telling you, it's like you you basically just it converted a whole new world 
uh, of Corey LaJoy fans. So um, I'd love to see his merch sales from this week. Like, well, I mean, we're about to I feel see. Like I should get a cut of that, maybe. Uh, well, hey, listen, you know he's got a show. You can always ride into that show. There we go. Dear Corey LaJoy. Um, all right, somebody without a show is Jimmy Johnson. I gave him out as a top 10 driver. Heartbreak. Absolute heartbreak. I loved watching that 84 car just up there all day day long. He started in 39th place, Cody. 39th place did, uh, did Jimmy Johnson start. In the middle of the race, he was in sixth place. So basically toward the middle of that race, he was in uh, uh, sixth place. He was inside the top 10 for a vast majority of that day. It was so freaking awesome. He had 97 laps inside the top 15. 47% of the laps that he had uh, were inside the, the top 15. Five laps he turned were the fastest laps in the race. Look, Jimmy Johnson was there. He was there. And then, unfortunately, in lap 183, well, actually, he was about two, 203 is really what the, the official, how many laps he finished, but um, he got tagged by his teammate and taken out in that gigantical uh, lap 183 wreck that took out the 4, the 19, the 41, 14, the 54, the 84, and the 34. Sucked, too, because Jimmy could not avoid that little tap that he got on his right rear just couldn't could not avoid it could not come back from it yep that was uh unfortunately what did him in but yeah him and travis pastrana very impressed by both of them they had great runs throughout the day of course the result wasn't there at the end but uh this again was not a bad bet wasn't wasn't just you fanboying uh he he proved it throughout the day that he was up there uh my winners i'll run through them quick we kind of already talked about some of them kyle bush 17 to 1 this was a great bet. He could have had it. Like he said afterwards, if this was 98, when Earnhardt won under the caution, it could have been the same thing there. Uh, Eric Jones, 30 to 1. He was out early. Austin Dillon, 28 to 1. He was right there with Kyle at the end of regulation. And then Justin Haley, 50 to 1. Talked about it in the uh, in the Xfinity show, but he just did not show up this weekend. I don't remember seeing Haley really in anything in either of these races much. He was, again, one of those those early casualties, uh, finished in 32nd position, so wiped out wiped out of one of the wrecks there. And just, uh, yeah, it, man, super unimpressed by Haley this weekend, unfortunately. But so close on a couple of those other ones, Kyle and Austin both really, really had good chances. Uh, it is crazy that Austin Dillon, uh, well, man, he actually beat, Justin Haley beat Austin Dillon, so I guess Haley was must have been in that same wreck, but... Uh, it's crazy. Austin Dillon finishes 33rd after being second place at the end of regulation, right? But when they're going to overtime, he was second and ends up finishing 33rd. Uh, crazy that happened. But of course he was caught up in that wreck. Yep. And again, that's just the way it is, especially when you bunch these cars back up again after a caution. It's just, you said it in the discourse and they always say it every week after week. Cautions breed cautions. And that's what happened. Um, all right. I had uh, Bubba Wallace at 18 to one. Uh, some guy named Jimmy Johnson at 40 to 1, but the one that really stung was Joey Logano. Once again, I was a drunk guy with a burger in his hand that was wiping off barbecue sauce from his shirt while he was looking down and the caution was coming out away from being able to claim Joey Logano as the winner of that race because I'm telling you right now, by my eyes 
and of course I've got terrible eyesight and I'm getting older and I don't know what I'm looking at anymore half the time anyways. Uh, but by my eyesight, Joey Logano was winning that race. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, he wasn't. But still, uh, again, we came down to when was the caution a caution? When did he hit the button? When did the lights come on? Um, when was the party over? And unfortunately, Joey Logano was not standing on top of the podium. Uh, well, at least the very top of the podium when it ended. <sighs> I, I don't know, Cody. What? I, this was a little close. This was a little bit more, I think, cut and dry. I guess than uh, than the Xfinity race. But damn it all! There's even a point where you can see Kyle Larson is all the way backwards. He's the one who got turned there, all the way facing backwards, and Joey's clearly got the lead. So it they waited a, a hot minute. I almost I thought that they were going to let him race back because of how long it took for them to push the button. I was like, well, this wreck is happening. You know, it was the end of the back stretch going to let him race to the line. You can still get the safety cars out there, but they did not. And uh, it, it did take quite some time. Though. Did they think they were watching the Ricky Bobby, the ending of Ricky Bobby, where like literally both of them were just flipping over and flipping over and flipping over? I mean, I, I, they were probably like, because listen, I'm going to tell you right now, as soon as that truck race is over, I was flipping around and Ricky Bobby was on and I was just watching Ricky Bobby. So it was more exciting than the end of that truck race. Uh, but yeah, I, that's, well, that's low bar, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe that's what those guys were doing. They were watching the rerun of, of Ricky Bobby and then they really realized, Oh wait, there really is a wreck going on on the track. Hit the button, hit the button. Sons of bitches. Anyways, uh, I'm not bitter, but we're going to come back and we're going to get a damn winner next time. Cause I'm, I'm sick and tired of these cautions and these button pushers, uh, taking money out of our pocket. Cause we could have won two of these if it weren't for that. Yep. And again, if you're new to the show, thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do this every week. We're going to be honest with you, even when we don't win like we just did, we'll go through it. Again, we're just going to chalk these up to it's super speedway racing because that's literally the, the only excuse for anything that happens on these types of tracks. But on a week-to-week basis, there will be times where we're like, we walk through it and it helps us because it's like, why the fuck did we do that? And we'll say that when we're like, these were bad bets. And, and a lot of times we can still justify why we made them or, or a guy looked good before this happened or that happened. Uh, but it does help us in our in our process. Uh, so that, that, that's how we recap is by walking through the races, walking through the bets. Uh, and we're going to brag when we win because we do that pretty often. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about the losers and, and keep honest with you as well. And really, to be honest with you folks, I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher as well. I, I've, I've taught several years over, and, and I'm always of the elk that, look, I can give you picks. I'll give you picks all damn day. Like, we'll, we got three episodes of picks, right, and, and, and the DFS show of picks. But if you want to learn, if you actually want to be somebody who can bet on, on your own intelligence as well and just sort of take our word and, and mix it into what you have, then listen to these episodes because these episodes are more for us to learn about the whole process rather than just giving picks. I mean, I know that this society is geared toward you want picks and you want them now and you want us to just tell you what you what we think and what you bet. But if you don't want to be a robot, don't be a robot. Like, listen to us, tell you how to do it. Then, like, tell us we're wrong. No, my research says this. Absolutely, let's go get in the Discord, then have that conversation with us. But don't just jump in and go, what are your locks? And then tell us we're dumb for throwing our money away. Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, that guy was was special. Shout out too to our uh, Dave Heilman over on the the uh, fantasy football SGPN fantasy footballs. He's on a couple of those shows over there at Dynasty Dorks. He had a 
one of those things where it's you know rolls through all the numbers. He asked me to screenshot a winner uh, for which guy he should bet on. I screenshotted it, and uh, it was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So he ended up betting on Ricky and uh, won. So awesome, awesome news for him. Uh, I guess I should have followed my own random random advice there and, and bet that, but oh well. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, also, we got a, a new review uh, again. If you leave a review, we're gonna read it. Hopefully, you leave a good one and not a bad one. Uh, we will make fun of you if you leave a bad one. Uh, but no, this is from uh, Ig- Igdalo, maybe I think. Sorry if I mispronunciation. Yeah, not not great at the pronunciation thing. But uh, it says the only NASCAR pod you need. I don't know about that. I listen to some good ones, but the best one for sure. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, it says he's new to NASCAR betting, and these guys do an excellent job of breaking it all down. So shout out to him. Thanks for leaving a positive review. Uh, that's something that helps us big time, leaving a rating, leaving a review. Uh, we just set a record number of new listeners this week and downloads to the show, and that's because you're leaving ratings, you're leaving reviews. It helps us out. So we're going to give you some picks. We'll, we'll try to give you some winners here and there. Uh, and, and, yeah, the the best way to, to return the love, leave us a, a rating, leave us a review on – whatever whatever platform you listen to helps us out a ton and we appreciate it and we do it all for you we absolutely love each and every one of you it's so much fun to get back in the discord i'm so glad i'm back in there that was that was a blast i took a little break because obviously it's difficult to be on call all the time but uh race day was a lot of fun with you guys so get in the discord and have some fun with us speaking of discord we already got guys giving out picks for the odds have dropped for for this week's race and uh yes. the jdk has already given out his early leans so uh yeah and boy well, we don't have to get too much into this. We'll have a betting show later in the week, so come back. But some pretty generous odds. Kyle Larson, the favorite at plus 700. Everybody else is at 10 to 1 or more uh, after that, Rod. So for, for this being more of a regular race, get get some pretty juicy odds here. So uh, we might need to dig into this pretty quickly and then get some quick bets down because uh, books are being real nice to start the season off here. I'm liking it. Hey, we'll drop those for sure. Um, all right. Well, then, speaking of which, Cody, let's uh, let's find out how we can best support you and all of your endeavors here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. You find all my work over there. Dabble in a little bit of everything, whatever, whatever they'll let me take. I'll take it. Um, and then follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. We tweet out a lot from over there. Uh, and that's a, another good way to find out when new shows are out. We always tweet those out and stuff. Uh, so yeah, follow, follow in both those places and join the Discord. Find out Cody's latest article on the slapping league. Just kidding. I want to do that actually. That looks like fun. Ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't like being hit. You but. seen those videos though, where those people just slap I, each other? Those guys are crazy. That's but, intense. Yes. <laughs> we don't. Screw that. The end of every NASCAR race, like that close, should come down to a slapping contest. That's, yeah, put Joey and Ricky up there. Ricky's still winning. <laughs> <laughs> sorry me. joey but i think no. Ricky wins yeah i don't think i don't think joey wins a slapping contest i'm sorry follow me on twitter at rj via gomez link in the body everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's sports review whether it is in between media the back road check it out on youtube on in between media we'll be back tomorrow with a fresh new betting episode for the truck series guys thank you so much for listening i cannot stress enough how awesome it is to see the downloads just crushed through the floor. The bosses love to see it. We love to see it. We're so glad you're with us for season two of this fantastic show. God, I love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride. Feels broken.